Well, I want to be sedated after, during, <laughs> and before watching this movie. That's the song? <laughs> yeah, that's the song of this movie. Or there's like, la, la, la. There's like that weird. Yeah, I forgot how that la, went. La, la. I don't know. It's some line. Yeah, so A Cure for Wellness, this is a little different for the Plex Files because we went and saw this at the Alamo Draft House, which is our go-to theater. Yeah. I think since it's been opened in the last three or four years, we've maybe seen two or three movies not there when yeah. they've been in theaters. And it sucks every time. <laughs> the Alamo sucks every time? No, every time we're not at the Alamo, oh. it sucks. I was like, I because quite they're enjoy trying it. To do, the AMC by our house is trying to do that new thing with the food. and um, But they don't bring you the food. You have to order it at the counter and then you order wait it, in another line. It's really expensive and you get it in a white Chinese takeout box. Yeah, and it's, it's not really good. Shitty. Like this movie, it's not good. And it comes in a Swiss Alps takeout box whatever that looks like or means swiss alps takeout box yeah <laughs> i thought the uh swiss aspect of this movie was pretty cool so the exteriors the castle was actually in germany which i lived in germany this is a castle i have not been to before though that it, was a real castle it wasn't a cgi thing no they shut down the castle for a couple weeks they shot this movie in only five months is that a long or short period of time? For Five this months kind of... is pretty pretty average. That's average? Okay. Yeah, for like a really big movie. Like the size of my penis, it's average. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie was below average if I were a teacher giving you standardized tests. Yeah, we were pretty excited to see this movie because the trailers were really good. And come to think of it, the trailers kind of give away what little twist this movie tries to pull off. Because they show the people in the tanks in this. And we should probably say, like, if you haven't seen this movie, we're just going to spoil it. Yeah. Well, like every movie. I mean, don't get mad at us for spoiling it if you listen to this. We, By the way, this is a discussing movies podcast. Right. But I mean, since it's a brand new movie that just came out, some people like to keep themselves spoiler free. Other podcasts will do spoilers at the end, but we're just going to go ahead. I think this movie spoiled itself in the previews and from the get go, because I pretty much called the dead bodies are keeping people young that's what's in the water there's also flesh-eating eels that are similar to piranhas yeah i don't know if eels actually eat people like that i'm pretty sure they don't even (laughs) eat people especially if they did not like that what do they eat krill i don't know i always just see them at the aquarium and they're just like opening and closing their mouth and really wide-eyed and i think they were kind of leeches though because the doctor from the oa yes um, jason isaacs jason isaacs from event horizon and harry potter draco malfoy's dad and right from the oa immediately during this movie i thought this is super similar to the oa because he's a mad scientist conducting experiments on people against their will or or for their will in this case using well, water against uh tom hank's son and leonardo dicaprio's baby when we were driving uh to the movie i said yeah dane DeHaan, isn't it interesting that leonardo dicaprio was in shutter island a movie about a mental hospital and this guy who looks a lot like leonardo dicaprio is in a movie about a mental hospital and you went he doesn't look like leonardo dicaprio and you looked him up and you said he looks like tom hanks's son colin hanks and i went what? <laughs> but during the movie, I was like, you know what? He kind of does look like Colin Hanks. And then when we left, you said, you know what? He kind of does look like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> it's like if they had a baby together, Colin Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought he was good in this movie until the final shot where he does that fucking weird smile. And you're like, yeah. why is he smiling like that? Well, it's funny because he smiles before and that's to show that he got his teeth back. And it's like, yeah, cheese. Cheese. 
boogers. And you're like, okay, well, that's supposed to look creepy. But then at the end, it's like, I'm finally free. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not a corporate drone anymore. And he smiles again, and it's like, cheese. It's more like, I murdered my family. Yeah. Cheese. <laughs> so and ate bad. cheese afterwards. His character's name is Lockhart, which yes. is also a Care Bear. Professor Coldheart. Is Lockhart uh, the one that something? had the lock on his heart? Yeah, but I don't know if he, his Keyheart? name was Lockhart. It was Keyheart. Braveheart. Well, no, Braveheart was oh, the lion. Oh, that's the lion. But wasn't there Keyheart? No, the Keyheart key? is a weird key? name. <laughs> I know there's Secret. That's Secret. it, Secret Heart that has a lock. I don't know if its name is Secret Heart. That sounds a little weird. Because wasn't he always sounds like, like a Care Bear? Wasn't he always whispering in and people's ears? And he's like, ears? oh, he has a secret. I won't tell you what it is, but I will. (laughs) Yeah, so a Care Bear named Lockhart is going to find a CEO who went to a wellness center in the Swiss Alps. You know, it's interesting. At the very beginning of the movie, they show that guy dying, having a heart attack. The sales guy of the year. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, he had a heart attack and they sent him to a wellness center and he's the CEO. So I thought he was the guy they were looking for. Yeah. But then when he found Pembroke in the bathhouse, I was like, well, that's not him. Are they just like, is he? Is his mind just fucking with him or does he not know oh, what he looks like? Oh, so you didn't catch how he basically said, well, why don't you send the other guy, the sales yeah. guy? And then they're like, well, remember he yeah, died and he that's why you have his office. No, that, I knew at that point. But before that, I was like, oh, well, they're, they're looking for that guy that looks like Jerry Katzenberger the, <laughs> that fell and died at the beginning. Yeah, that was really interesting. The board of directors? Or what are they like, the C-suite or something? Very unprofessional crew. They're like, who hasn't done this before? Who hasn't been fraudulent? But we want Pembroke to take the fall for what's going on in this company. So go find him or we're going to throw you under the bus. Do you think the lady executive was like, all right, guys, after we show him the financial documents that we got him for the embezzlement, I got this line. Have you ever had a 12-inch black dick in your ass? It's going to fucking <laughs> seal the deal on this. So make sure you guys give me some air to say that. <laughs> I remember as soon as she said that, I started laughing, and I was the only was, person in the theater who laughed at that. It was pretty out of place. <laughs> She's like, because that's what happens to you in prison. And it's like, have you been in prison, or have you yeah. just had a 12-inch black dick in your ass? Like, and they cut to the black guy in the room. After, yeah, that's why I was laughing so and much. And he's like staring all seriously. Yeah, it was almost like they didn't tell the black guy they were saying the line, and they just like shot that footage of him looking because he had no reaction to it because <laughs> i was like is he gonna give him the dick in the ass i don't know what's gonna happen but that'd be funny if they cut to him and he was just like looking over at her <laughs> like, what? yeah <laughs> what did you just say or he has like a dildo in his hand <laughs> like here it is i thought lockhart was good in this movie yeah. acting wise until the end when he gave that dumb fucking smile but what was really interesting is a movie that i really liked and saw in Comedy Central, which was weird that it aired this movie because it was kind of funny, but it was also a little weird. It was called The Road to Wellville, and it has Matthew Broderick. And if you go and try and find this movie, it's like $50 on Amazon, The Road to Wellville. It's not out there easily found, but there isn't like this weird element of what's in the water and what are they doing. It's just kind of like this weird sexual drama comedy that's bizarre. I kind of saw elements of this in there. It looked like it took place in maybe the 50s or something and the equipment they were using in this movie was so outdated yeah i mean it's weird because this does take place nowadays the guys from new york have laptops and cell phones and stuff and that woman worked at xerox for 40 years which has xerox been around for 40 years oh yeah 
I, I think mean, they've been around since the 60s, maybe even earlier. Did they just have people copying things manually, writing it down? <laughs> like, what were they doing? I think they were like a technology company. You know how there's like 3M and they make all kinds of stuff? Like tape. Do they make tape? Yeah, they make tape, but they also make post-its and some other tape-related accessories. But then they make like medical equipment and stuff. I think they're just one of those companies that does a bunch of stuff. Or she's been making fucking copiers for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone would lose their mind doing that and need to go to this clinic. But she was an interesting character, too. The woman from Xerox, who eventually is drained of all of her blood and thrown into the eels. Because she basically has some history and is reading up on this castle. And the fact that the backstory of this is a baron owned this castle, I don't know, 100 years ago, would you say? I think it was longer than that. It was some time ago. And she's reading the history. And as soon as she starts to like kind of connect with Lockhart and he gives her more backstory like, oh yeah, he was trying to marry his sister and get her pregnant because he wanted to keep a pure bloodline. And so that's why they burned down that one part of the castle. And she goes, cure, (laughs) sister, baby, water. And then she goes, you're pretty smart. You finished my made up cut out crossword puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you make up your own crossword puzzles, you can't lose. You really can't. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't really be dumb because you're making it up. But that was really interesting. I thought the exterior shots on this movie were beautiful. Maybe like the first few shots of this movie where they're looking out over the Swiss Alps. They're driving up to the castle. I was like, this is going to be a good movie. I don't know why it had a 6.6 on IMDb. It's going to be fantastic. And I hope that I'm wrong about the dead bodies being the cure for wellness in this, which I'm still kind of confused about because at the end of the movie, he goes, the secret was that they were unwilling. So the cure didn't work so well. But these people are all willing. And I'm like, well, not really. You're kind of like manipulating them into wanting this and you're yeah. brainwashing them do you think they all had to get a tube through their down their oh throat my god that was killing were, me before they were like you know what i think i'll just uh, you know what i think i'll just take this you, you don't have to put the tube god down, you, that like went out win. his ass he pushed it so far down the guy is only has such a short torso it had to come out of his butt at some point oh my god though that was mr. just mr you have a short torso yeah, this came out of your ass, Mr. Lockhart. Like your theories. <laughs> mm, a short torso. That's really what we're looking for here. I call them a sure so. A sure so. It's a sure fire so. We do it. <laughs> I'm not Timothy Dalton, but I play him on TV. <laughs> God, that scene. Oh, I just hate anything with throats, like throat cutting or throats in yeah. general. Like that scene from um, the new RoboCop where they show his, like, esophagus or whatever. Oh, my God. I just, like, hid under my bed when I saw that. I just can't watch anything like that. But that's that's when he says the cure for wellness is disease. Yeah. That still confused me. I was like, so what? Okay. Let's talk this through a little bit. So the dead bodies are thrown into the water. And eaten by eels. And eaten by eels. The potion that comes out of their body... Is when like, there's be- like eel shit. No, right? no. Well, well, it's I don't like, know. It's like Dune. You know, in Dune, the spice they're looking for, they it turns out to be worm shit, like oh, giant worm shit. Gross. So that's kind of what I was thinking the eel stuff was. But here's the thing. I mean, this is kind of where I'm confused. Maybe this is like a circle of life thing. I don't know. So they put them in those like weird steamer tubes or whatever, and then they leak out the potion that they eat. Yeah. That like Hannah eats to be 
whatever she is i don't know tastes like sweaty seafood yeah sweaty ass because who knows where that's coming out of so they leak this stuff out of them and then when they start to catch on to something or when they get to be a nuisance or when they lose all their teeth they take them down to the blood transfusion room where they like turn into like mummies and then they take them into this bathhouse or something where they dump them in the water and the eels eat them and then are they brought back to life or what? No, I don't think they're brought back to life. I thought I didn't that's see why anybody... they were put in the water and just like floating there. And that was no, they're like... eaten by the eels. Well, yeah, at that point. But then there's that part where they're just like naked in the water and twitching and stuff by themselves without eels. I don't remember that. What part was that? That's what they showed in the trailers. And then when you see it in the movie, you're like, well, that's not a twist. Twitching in the water. Yeah, there's that row of them in that room and they're all upright. And he goes and sees Pembroke and Pembroke's like twitching a little bit. Hmm. They, oh, oh, they, where they're floating in the tubes. Yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah, is that, is that before or after the... Because, I mean, or do they ultimately die? And No. Okay, so here's what happens, I think. Nobody shows up in those floating tube things after they've been thrown in the water with the eels. They never do that to Pembroke. They never throw him in with the eels. But that other woman, they throw in with the eels. Lockhart is put in the floating tank, but he never goes in with the eels. So I think it's like okay. a treatment or something it's one of their treatments that they do i get what you're saying now because i thought you were talking about like when they were doing water aerobics and i'm like i guess they were twitching but it was more of like motion like <laughs> throwing a ball around and wearing a swim cap when they're not completely under the water didn't make any sense really strange but if you're ever in this situation if you ever go to the swiss alps and you don't want the eels to get you just start your period and guys <laughs> i'm sorry there's no way out for you but if you're a girl well you could just you start could, your period <laughs> you could just punch yourself in the balls until it bleeds until blood comes out of your no i think it has to be the blood of a virgin vagina or something it's funny right when she started bleeding i was like oh she's uh having her period and then that next shot is like eels coming out (laughs) i was like "Uh uh-oh i thought they were gonna go up in there i I (laughs) I was like thought they were gonna evil dead tree her yeah that was really and that was a lot of blood i mean i'm just gonna leave it at that i'm not gonna go into why i thought that was a lot of blood or personal experience she was really good the actress mia goth she is odd looking. She kind of looks well, like Shelley Duvall, kept... doesn't she? Kind of. She's got like she's that way weird... more attractive than Shelley Duvall. She's got like that weird tooth mouth where it's just teeth. Yeah, a lot of Shelley Duvall, I think, in that one. And she's married to Shia LaBeouf. Yep, apparently so. Is she the one that he had sex with for real in uh, Nymphomaniac? I haven't seen either of the Nymphomaniac movies. I don't know if it's actually Shia LaBeouf having sex with people, but I know that they hired porn actors. Oh, I thought that was the whole controversy of the movie was that they were really having sex. Well, they show like penetration and stuff. It's technically a a porno or an X-rated movie, but I think they just like hired stunt cocks and pussies (laughs) for for those close-up shots. I'm sure they they could have CGI'd it like Antichrist or what was that? No, that was was the same thing. That wasn't Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I don't think they put a camera in her god so much snatch trap stuff going on let's move on this is this is making me hurt (laughs) what a snatch trap (laughs) i don't know it's like vagina dentata and teeth i don't know (laughs) speaking of teeth this movie does something that i've always wanted to see in a movie is where they cgi out a tooth on someone okay because you know in our comic book we're writing our main character loses her teeth and i always have to think like well if it becomes a movie how easy is it to digitally remove a tooth it looked really good in this. Granted, they had a budget. I and know. But people that are professionals. I know, but you can still do that for pretty cheap. What's funny is they pulled him down, drill out his front tooth, and then in the next scene, he's already escaped. 
<laughs> I'm like, how do you get out of that? Yeah, he was able to just jump into that car. I know. I thought they were going to come down and like all those people would be dead, like Total Recall or something, oh, yeah. where he just like freaked out and killed everyone. But it's like, all right, we took out your front tooth. You're free to leave. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave the front doors open and not care. But now don't you try were... and escape again, you little rascal. <laughs> this movie was so long, and I felt like there were so many times they could have ended it and where they should have because it's like gotcha oh we're gonna let you go again oh we got you again oh ooh, yep you can go down to the village and have a beer oh we gotcha oh you can go down and talk to the police officer oh he works for us come on come on get back here <laughs> i want to see a movie that's just from the doctor's perspective where he's like lock hard again hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's another Care Bears reference, but that was more of a cold heart. <laughs> the other thing that was really interesting in this movie was, I feel weird giving away this spoiler, but the owner, the doctor of the castle, Dr. Volmer. I don't know. So he is really the Baron. Yeah. And <laughs> shock. <laughs> shock. Which actually did kind of surprise me. So Hannah is his daughter who has somehow slowly aged over the 200 years. We think that the Baron and the Baroness weren't able to have children, that the wife was infertile. The Baroness was barren. A barren woman. Yes, that's right. Ah, there you go. We think she couldn't have a child and that's why he killed her or the village people killed her they like not the village people it wasn't like the ymca <laughs> but um the people from the village came and they like burned her alive but she had already had a child it comes to be and through books that they read or whatever <laughs> and so she the child is thrown into a river not eaten by leeches survives and is only aged to be 16 14 i, I thought How, she was way younger than she was yeah and so then she is Hannah is the daughter of the Baron. So the fucking weirdest turn of this movie is when they get married and yeah. all of the people that are in this facility are just like, yep, this is totally fine. She's like 14 or however old you are when you got your first period. And so then he marries her as soon as she gets her period. And then he takes her to bed and puts his hand down in her <laughs> vagina and smells it and is like oh. and you're just like god this is so fucking twisted and gross i get where they were trying to go with it they were trying to be like super creepy and weird but it was funny because he like not to say that like incest and rape <laughs> is funny but like he smells her vagina he like rips her clothes off and is getting ready to have sex with her and then lockhart comes down because he just always fucking shows up before <laughs> like, something happens yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> and so when she hits him in the face to like stop him from like strapping her to the bed when she is trying to stop her father ooh, she cuts his face and i also saw this coming because there were those faces floating in glass mm -hmm. water in the yeah. like laboratory and so he takes his face off and it's like fucking phantom of the opera first yeah. of all there's like candles everywhere he's like taking her down this path it's like down once more to the dungeon of your dark despair like i was just waiting for him to like put a mask on and like she would start singing opera and it was very phantom yeah. and they, he's, they he's really the played up like the universal monster movie stuff at the end yeah um, yeah it was totally like was that. this a universal oh it was a universal no maybe i don't know who would be funny is if he when he stuck his uh, fingers inside her if if he was like Ugh. oh i'm sorry i forgot i was eating jalapeno poppers before <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
God, that's terrible. That's so uncomfortable. Ow. That would burn for a few days. So tell me more about Gore Verbinski. So Gore Verbinski is a director who does pretty different movies each time he does one, but they all have this great sense of spectacle. Uh, he did Mouse Hunt. And then, <laughs> I don't know, like chronologically how he did these, but then he did The Ring. They did the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. And then Weird. he did um, Weatherman with Nicky Cage yeah, and Rango. God, he worked with Johnny Depp on almost five movies. Well, I'm sure it ensures that he has a job, you know, if he's yeah. able to. Like, I think a lot of directors, when they make a good movie with an actor that's super popular, they're like, all right, well, now I need to think of movies that I can only make with this guy because people are going to give us money for that. Yeah. But I thought Ringo was really good. That was a good movie. It was like, I think, his only animated film that he did. Yeah. He won um, an Oscar for it. He did. Wow. That's really interesting. Very different movie. I mean, I've seen The Mexican. <laughs> Have I've you? seen What's many Mexicans. Um, <laughs> I've seen. Um, I can't really remember, but it had Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt, and some guy gets shot in the throat, and that. And I saw it in the theater, and I was just like, "God!" It was another throat thing. Like, what is up with this guy in throats? All I remember is the trailer where Brad Pitt's like, "I o need you o to take us o to the next town o." <laughs> <laughs> and Gore's like, "This is the best script I've ever written." Yeah. Wow, what a script. That's interesting. But yeah, that's really all I remember. I don't know what it was about. I remember being very bored in the movie. And if I saw it when it came out, I mean, it was in 01. So I was younger. I all was I know like about that school. is Julia Roberts met her husband. Oh, really? The, who's like the cameraman, I think, or the cinematographer. The cameraman was married and mm. cheated on his wife with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was married, cheated on her husband with this guy. So they did like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing with kind like, of. Brad Pitt. And then I think Julia Roberts like started antagonizing the guy's wife and like forced them to get a divorce i stuff. heard this story yeah. she's terrible she's just a bitch from what it sounds like because didn't uh spielberg call her tinker hell and like yeah the crew well, every, everyone in from the crew Hook? said that god she's an interesting one and then just some other things from this movie too that were bizarre to me were just all the like synchronized swimming and the lawn dancing like the castle is burning and all the f nurses and Everything are like throwing water into this <laughs> castle, like pans of water. And then the patients are dancing on the lawn. And I bet they're just like, stop fucking dancing and help us. This place is burning down. All of your shit is in there. And instead they're like, oh, this is so fun. We're dancing. <laughs> Didn't Stonehurst Asylum end with a fire? Also? It did, yeah. And they yeah. killed the doctor. Now, you thought the twist of this was going to be that the patients were well, running there's, the place. There's a lot of ways that these movies can go, but they always seem to go this way. One is the Stonehurst Asylum way where the patients are running the asylum, that old phrase. There's the Shutter <laughs> Island way where it's like, this guy thinks he's like being sent here to do something, but he was a patient all along mm, or something, yeah. and it's a figment of his imagination. And this movie kind of does neither, but it also doesn't really do anything. Yeah. The problem with this movie is it seems to like have a mystery going on. But then when they reveal the mystery, it's like, yeah, we fucking know, dude. Like, yeah, look, we've gathered obvious. this over the last two and a half hours. This has gone on. Yeah. So I thought it was going to flip it on its head. But it's like, no, it's just a regular ass script. And you can the audience is always one step ahead of it. I think the reason why I thought that the people were 
the cure for wellness is because they show them floating in water. They give it away in the previews. Yeah. It's pretty apparent what's happening. And so, first of all, this movie I thought was going to be really scary. I didn't jump a single time. I know. This movie, what I said, it Crimson Peaked us, where they sold it as a scary movie. And I know Crimson Peak's a good movie. I like Crimson Peak. And this movie is okay, too. Like, it's fun to look at. It's got really good cinematography and music and stuff. But they sold us a scary movie, and they gave us a movie that looks really awesome and has, like, scary visuals but is not actually scary and doesn't have a horror element to it at all what would you have done differently i mean if you could rewrite the ending of this movie in its entirety what would you have done differently i probably would have done more like hallucination stuff it seemed like they were going to that for a while when he was in the bathhouse and like every wall he went to was a wall and he couldn't get out and then there was a deer and stuff they did that just a little bit and then when he was in the tank and there's all the eels they kind of like got rid of the Jacob's Ladder element where you start to trip out and there's all this satanic crap going yeah. on. And they could have easily done that. There's no excuse not to when you make a movie like this. House on Haunted Hill is probably my favorite horror movie. I think it was the first movie that scared the shit out of me to the point where I slept in my mom's room for a year on the floor. The 1999 one, right? Yeah. That movie scared the shit out of me. It was just so many different disturbing elements of it, like the fast shaking faces, which is a Jacob's Ladder thing. Yeah, They could have gone there. I thought when they were putting him in the tank, kind of reminded me of the scene. I think it's Jeffrey Rush when he's on the table or the, his wife or girlfriend or whatever is on the table and they're like doing electroshock therapy. That was interesting. The masturbation sound was really interesting. It was just like... <laughs> And the girls just got those weird boobs. Yeah. And they don't say a word to each other. Anyway, I digress. But you get the idea that it's like, <laughs> they do this every night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she walks in and I'm like, she's a ghost. This is where it's going to get like really creepy. But no, they just like do this all the time. She just comes in, takes her top off and he beats off. I was like, at least give him a hand job. Um, <laughs> they'll just stand there with those sunny side up egg. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> they could have done so much more. There could have been so much more creepy elements other than piranha type eels that were eating people and the phantom of the opera running a mental institution. Yeah. The face was pretty cool when he took his face off. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was kinda... all green and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It looked like a bad infection or something. I mean, there's just so many questions. Like, I guess she hasn't aged because she's eating the potion of the wealthy CEOs <laughs> or whatever. But his face has fallen off and she's fine. He's eating the stuff, too. So, like, what? What is... Like, what? What? It's all in the water. I don't know if... But it, she can't go in the water, right? I don't know. Well, no, she says she can't swim. She's She can ride a bike. Lockhart goes up to her when he meets her for the first time and is like, well, why don't you go for a swim? It's like, first of all, this is a pond or like a fountain and she's putting stuff in the water right in front of him and she's he's like, feeding she's feeding the eels i know but when i saw that i, I was like she's fucking like poisoning the water right in front of you and you're like huh hmm, that's weird yeah maybe like, I'll, you're, you're maybe pretty I'll hot shelly duvall it's just me and i've seen all these movies but when someone says be sure to drink this water don't drink the fucking water <laughs> yeah especially when there's close-up shots of the water which granted we're seeing because we're an audience he wouldn't see that unless the guy's just like staring really close at the water in <laughs> yeah. front of him and he's like why are, you, why are you doing that it is so apparent what is going on in this movie and this is coming from the person who didn't know that the little girl in up was a girl and would later be his wife i thought it was a little boy that would become a best friend boy and that therefore the evil man in the blimp was the boy is right. when he was his friend like i missed all of that shit, which was right in front of my face. And I knew from the previews that the cure for wellness was the bodies and all of this. Like, 
come on, give us more. Give us less teeth being drilled through. Actually, that was good. Keep that. Yeah, no, it, give needed, us less more water. Of that. it needed more of that stuff because that was like the horror. Stuff, yes. The torture and the, shit. And the part where he's going into the steam baths and the walls disappear. And mm-hmm. then he finds Pembroke, who's a corgi. And yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and kind of looks like a corgi. He kind of did. He had the coloring of a corgi. Were we supposed to fall for it? Where he's like, he gives all that monologue, and then goes underwater for a minute, and then he's like, "What's the stock at?" Well, I'll pack my bags and we'll leave right now. And he's what like, happened and Lock- in the water? Yeah. And first of all, I was like, <laughs> he just is killing himself, like Lockhart's father or he's did. Not real. Yeah. And then he goes under the water, and Lockhart's like, "Well, I'm gonna leave. He hasn't come up, and it's been like five minutes though." Yeah. But I'm on crutches, and I don't. You know what's, know what? To do. It kind of sucks for actors who have to like break their leg at the beginning of a movie because he's on crutches the entire fucking movie. Can you imagine movie. the rashes under your like? That's what I thought. And like the foley artist has to do the crutch sound for every single uh. scene, like every step he takes, and the actor has to think of different ways to use the crutches in different ways, like with one uh. arm and stuff. The whole time this movie, I was like, God, those fucking crutches, man. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't put him in a wheelchair or something. I mean, that drove me crazy. And okay, here's the other thing too so when he cuts through the cast yeah was his leg ever broken <laughs> i don't know that's what i thought was gonna happen he was gonna yeah. stand be like those fucking assholes <laughs> yeah he's like, like my leg's <laughs> fine because he said it was a clear break like basically what the doctor says is it was a clear break the bone snapped in half when the deer went out in front of the car and the car flips down the hill yeah his bone snapped in half and it's four days later mind you since that incident that's when he wakes up is four days later no so he wakes up and it's been three days but it's the fourth day when he takes his cast off since then yeah so a week which i've never broken a bone but i'm pretty sure if you break your bone in half it's not better in a week so they were i think trying to allude to the fact that his leg wasn't broken but the actor could have done more to be like (laughs) Oh, look, I'm doing jumping jacks and my leg's not like his leg would have broken in half. And then they even show him when he goes into the dining hall to like get everyone to rise up against the doctor. He's like, he's poisoning all of you. And they show Dr. Volmer looking at his leg like, and I'm like, wait, so it is. Like, is he going to go snap it in half because it's easily breakable? Or is he just <laughs> noticing that the cast is off? Or why is he looking at his leg? Do you think if you put a cast on someone's leg and just told him it was broken, they wouldn't know if it was broken or not? Well, sure. I mean, if a doctor did that to me, I wouldn't question the doctor. Unless I was in this weird fucking place, but I yeah, would. Yeah, he's going to take the cast off and be like, my fucking leg was fine the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And then Volmer's like, Lockhart! Lockhart! <laughs> the oh. old cast trick. When he does go into the dining hall, he says to the old people... He's like, rise up! He's making you sick. You're fine. And then the people Don't come get up. Me. Yeah, and then the people get up and start walking over to the doctor, and they're like, "We're well," or whatever they say. They're like, "We're fine. We're well. You're not well. Go home, and then come back because you can't leave." And everybody knows everybody in this town. And then they like look like they're gonna zombie eat him. And they don't. Yeah, they're just like, hold him. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, hold him down. And then uh, until I can go put on my white cloak and marry my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they're dancing. And then you can see, like, right when Jason Isaac gets a boner, he just, like, stops dancing and is like, all right, (laughs) let's go downstairs. (laughs) Let's go go to my phantom cave where the eels are. Yeah. (laughs) Some weird shit in this movie. The thing I liked about this movie is how uh, Lockhart tries to be a detective each time but he doesn't really know like why or what he's gonna do yeah like he goes with it because the doctor's like i already called uh your office and uh they said 
you know, just take some time for yourself. And he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess they said that. It's like, why would you even assume that that's what they said? And then... <laughs> Especially because they're threatening to, like, kill you if you don't go do this. Exactly. Or, like, ruin your life and stick a 12-inch dick up your ass. Yeah. And so, and then when the doctor leaves, he's like, well, I'm going to take uh, Pembroke's file, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know what a flugel is. There's flugels all over the place. <laughs> yeah, flugels. <laughs> what is that anyway? Is that like a I guess a it's a room. I don't or know. A, f- a flume? When I don't I, when know. When I was watching this movie, I was like, this is like Jacob's flugel. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's flugel. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. He kind of starts to investigate and then he takes Hannah down to the village on the bike and they're drinking the beer. And then she's like, I've never had a beer before. And he's like, you've never had a beer? You 13-year-old girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've even had your first period. But I assume you've had a beer because that's what my life was like. The thing that was so weird to me is that he gets into the car accident the car flips over and his mom is dead. Did that really happen? What was that whole thing about? I don't, know. I don't really like when movies flash back to the same thing five times in a movie. And it's yeah. Like, get it? Yeah, get it. But yeah, he's like, I'm going away for a few days. And she's like, you're not coming back. And then... Yeah, and she's weird for some and then, reason. And then she's dead. Did that happen the next day? Or But the thing is, is, that's weird. Okay, so the car flips. And from what we see in the full shot, which was like a one-minute shot of the car flipping down the mountain and the deer, we assume, is just dead, is that it looks like the accident wasn't really that bad because it looks like the car just like ran off the road a little bit. Because <laughs> we cut back to that after we see the scene of him going and visiting his mother and his mother like dies because she has a dream that this accident is happening. And so is she dreaming that the accident is way worse than it is? Or was the accident really that bad? Like it didn't look like it was because it looks like the car just kind of went off the hill or it wouldn't have rolled down 200 feet. And then the deer would be just right there on yeah. the road. Like it didn't. It's probably all a setup. The doctor just had like a deer and was like, whoop. Yeah, and why was the deer running into the road anyways? Like, well, I wanted to kill this deer and eat it anyway, so yeah, just use it to throw at this car. (laughs) That was hopefully the driver won't mind. He's the only driver in town. Yeah, (laughs) we don't have Uber here. We have Sven or whatever his name is. Sven, I have to use my Sven app. Yeah, and they get him a new car, so it's fine. But yeah, the mom, he did not, there's no way he went back home. He wakes up three days later. He didn't go back to America, cremate his mother, and watch her be cremated. She must have died before he left. I don't know. That's the only way that would make sense, because he doesn't, well, I mean, maybe that's way in the future after he's smiling on the bike and left. I don't, I, no, but what killed her is the premonition or the dream of when it was happening the car accident and i just couldn't figure out when that was like it was so confusing to me i just was like okay wait so he is back there now and he came back here because he had to get pembroke or like what the fuck happened no i was totally lost also that was Um, super i can only assume that that happened right before he left I think it, in which yeah, case maybe. he doesn't seem to like concerned at all. Yeah, he's just working on Microsoft Excel the entire time. Yeah, he's just like well, and it looks like he's working in Windows ninety five, <laughs> like when yeah, the when what, you get the blue screen of death or something. Yeah, I wonder what year this takes place because they didn't really have like smartphones, but they had cell phones. Kind of. I feel like it's present day. This movie was pretty weird. I want you to guess the budget for this movie. It has to have been like over a hundred million dollars, like one hundred and fifty or something. Meh. 40 million. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks really expensive for that. It's so far worldwide made 8.7 million. Man. 
in its reviews are kind of plummeting. I mean, it's not doing great. I don't know if they're going to make their money back. That's too bad because it's not a horrible movie. It's just, I mean, even though we've been ripping it apart for 40 <laughs> minutes here. This isn't bad. Go, go I th- I rent think it you on should Redbox. See it because it's cool. It's got such good cinematography. It's yeah. so amazing. Like where they put the camera in this movie. I would say that I would probably have waited for this to come out on Redbox, but it looked really, really good. It wasn't scary at all. I was hoping for a really scary movie. Yeah. It didn't go there. I wished it would have. It had a lot of potential. It looked cool on a big screen. I'm glad we saw it on a big screen. But the best part of seeing it in the movie theater was eating that quesadilla. Because uh, <laughs> they have playing. such good food. <laughs> yeah, that, the fried pickles, and the pretzel were all really worth it. So if you can make all those things at home, then wait till it comes out on Redbox. Otherwise, just go see it at the Alamo and get those things. Yeah. So I don't know. How would you rate this on the Plex Files? I'd probably give it like a three. Really? Yeah, because like I I like these kind of movies and it looks cool. Some of the shots are like amazing. All the shots of the eels, the opening shots of the buildings, and it's like gray. It almost looks like they CGI'd the buildings, but it looks amazing. Gore Verbinski is such a good visual director, but this whole movie, I was like, yeah, I got it. Like, I know exactly. He's drinking the water and making a Sylvester Stallone face after every time he drinks it, and he's uh, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> face. Yeah, he drinks it, and his lips are like. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, obviously there's something in the water, and obviously you know the doctor's doing something bad. You're either a patient and you don't work at in New York, or you've been trapped. And so, like, it had a bunch of mystery that wasn't paying off. And otherwise, like, what's the point of doing a mystery if we already know what the mystery is? You know? Yeah. I would give this a two. Yeah. I would rank it possibly lower, but I did think it visually it was very appealing. I loved the set design. And I thought that Lockhart was really good. I thought Hannah was really good. Jason Isaacs is good. He was good until he had to take his face off. I don't even know if that was him playing that part. I'm sure it was. It's... Like when he when he's like dusting the fire off of his shoulder and he's like <laughs> well, he marching. Walked, he walks weird. Yeah, though. why is he walking like he that? He walks like, do you remember in Nightmare on Elm Street 2? There's that shot in the shower where they got a stuntman to play Freddy Krueger and he walks like. Oh, yeah. And you can tell it's not Robert England. It's that's like Frankenstein. What, yeah, that's what it looked like in this when he turned into, you know, green skull however if i was lit on fire and wearing a lot of layers of padding i probably would walk like that too yeah i'm not sure why freddie was walking like that i doubt he was on fire in the shower scene but the ending of the movie too just really ruined it for me when hannah and lockhart are writing down right after she almost got raped by her father which i still couldn't get over at that point <laughs> and then they run into the uber guy sven and the board of directors yeah. <laughs> who are like what are you doing Where's Pembroke? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm leaving. <laughs> he just like rides <laughs> off and does that weird smile. And I'm like, so he is a grown man, <laughs> like probably 25, 30, leaving with a 14 year old girl <laughs> that he's in love with who just started her period. Where he's- the fuck is this going to go? And the only way that she stays well is eating that stuff. I think that's how she hasn't aged or anything. Maybe. Where can this possibly go and he gives that smile so i'm like is he gonna go start a thing or is he like all along the son of the baron I think they're just gonna go get a beer again <laughs> yeah maybe he's just like i'm gonna go bone this child and chris hansen's nowhere nearby to stop me he goes cheese <laughs> and, then he, and then they just go down the corner and get a beer and then get another fight <laughs> and, and the doctor's not here to save him this time so they just cut his head off immediately <laughs> yeah what the 
He had an Arabian knife. Did you notice that? He yeah, had, I did. He had a Thunder in Paradise knife. Yeah, that's like a cutting a pear top knife or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or gutting a cow like that guy did in that one scene, which was really disturbing. Yeah, I'd give it a two. I say wait until it gets onto Redbox. Yeah. I think there are other movies out right now and coming up that are better. Yeah. And there's like nothing really to this. So anytime the movie is trying to throw you a curveball, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only curveball is that he keeps fucking going back to the castle. And you see that coming. You're like, well, there's an hour left in this movie and he's down drinking a beer about to get murdered. He's not going to. And he finds the cop and the cop calls his employer who says he's wanted for like stealing. He's probably like, fuck you guys. I'm trying to get Pembroke for you. <laughs> And then it didn't loop me in. I predicted it based off of the trailers, which, like I said, I never get the most basic thing in a movie <laughs> um, where Alex is always Mr. Philosophical, like being there is like he's an angel from heaven. Like, I didn't see the fact that this guy was the Baron because it's 200 years later. But you picked up because he kept saying, I'm like your father yeah. or whatever. And, and it was it's like, she's like a daughter to me. Surprise, she is my daughter. Oh. It's like, yeah, we fucking know. <laughs> because you said that. I guess that was the only real surprise to me. And then I was just like creeped out during that whole like almost rape scene. And really, it was weird. He's like, my sister slash your mother was also like this. And I'm like, gross. Like, do you like get off on that? I guess he does. So you, you know what a good uh, double feature with this movie would be is high anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just so you don't feel so weird at the end, watch High Anxiety. You won't feel as creepy afterwards. So two out of five and a three out of five. Three out of five, yeah. Take that with a drop of wellness and maybe see another movie. Yeah, it's too bad. Too bad. They crimson peaked us. They did. They peaked and then they plateaued. Yeah. They didn't ever peak, actually. I just wanted to put that out there. But speaking of Alamo, you have a screening coming up at the Alamo Draft House. Yes, on February 28th, that's the end of this month, at 10 p.m., uh, which is pretty late. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Um, <laughs> so late! I'm going to be showing Invaders from Mars, the 1986 one directed by Toby Hooper. I really like this movie. It's got cool creature effects and really cool alien designs. And it's a kid's movie, but it's also super dark for a kid's movie. Mm, I've never seen it, so I'm excited to see it. But yeah, that'll be really exciting. That's at the uh, Littleton Alamo Draft House. Yes. We've never done a plug before, except for the hair plugs that came out of our ass cheeks and into our head. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and then in March, I don't know a day yet, but I'm going to be showing phase four which is an alien ant movie and we found the secret ending that hasn't been shown in like 20 years so it's going to be a huge event god i hope this movie has a secret ending when they release it to dvd <laughs> it's not going to be in the theater long it's probably just them going to the bar and drinking a beer and yeah. cheesing <laughs> i love it well i think it's only fair to end this movie with a song <laughs> <laughs> Before you start singing, <laughs> before you start singing, make sure you check us out on iTunes. And if you like the show, we'd really love a five star review. If you don't like the show, please do not leave a review. At all. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, so I know we rate every movie, but don't feel the need to rate every episode of the Plex Files because that will not fare well for us. So before we farewell, I'd like to sing the theme song from A Cure for Wellness. Okay. 
will you join me? <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Is I'll, it the, I'll, I'll, is lead, it? I'll lead you in. I only okay. know a few words. I was saying we should end with smelling each other's pussies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you don't have one. <laughs> Our Larry. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, Alex does not have a vagina, so I may have just smelled his asshole. Well, I was going to sing the theme song, well, which let's is "99 Hours to Go." I wanna be sedated. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Those are all the words that I know. Is I don't that, even think I got the first part right. Did they do that for the trailer? Did they do yeah. like a scary Ramones song? Yeah. It was like when they drive up to the creepy house on House on Haunted Hill, the mental institution. Oh, yeah. And it was like, wow, 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 What was the song wow. that they played? Sweet Dreams, the Marilyn Sweet Manson. Sweet Dreams are made of this. This movie was like a less scary House on Haunted Hill. It was like Crimson Peak, House on Haunted Hill, and then Leonardo DiCaprio and Colin Hanks' Baby. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. All of those things. All right. Well, for real, we should head out and take a big sniff. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've smelled enough of this. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I need to take a shower now. Mm. Right. You smell like sweaty seafood. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty seafood. So good. All right. <laughs>